What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Russ, happy anniversary to you and Megan. I mean, 20 years, bro. Like that is, that's a big deal. Man, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, the same newlywed couple, man, look the same in the mirror. I mean, outside of the day's little beard I got rolling, I mean, nothing's changed. That's a complete lie. Everything has changed. I'll give you a quick little tidbit. Last night, we so we stayed in Auburn, which is where we met. So we went down to Auburn for a couple nights. Last night, went out to a, a local bar, even though we don't drink. And we went into the bar in order to um, to watch the Auburn game that was going to be played, the basketball game. And at like 7 o'clock, we're the first ones there, right? Like never been to a bar, like the first one there. We were the first ones there, like waiting to get in. Can't get – had a hard time getting Megan in because she didn't even have her driver's license with her. And I'm like, like telling the guys, like, oh, it's our 20th anniversary. Can't you let us in? You know, she's not even going to drink. It's not a big deal. So we get in. We play pool together. They have a trivia night. The trivia night was, I'm going to name three actresses uh, or actors that, that work together in a movie, and you name the movie. Well, we crushed it. Like, we won the trivia. Like, half the, half the movies were probably created before most of the kids that were in that bar were even born. But then, <laughs> but then the Auburn game comes on, and we're going to w- watch the whole game and then, you know, hang out. Yeah, no, we left early because it was, like, so loud in there, you know, just being old. It's just like, man, I'm looking around at all these kids that look like babies, and they're all drinking, and I'm sitting there with my water. Actually, the, the thing that I won for winning the trivia, I go up there, and the guy goes, here, here here's your thing. It's like a sheet of paper he wrote down, two drinks plus two shots. I'm like, oh, great. So I go up to the bar, and I, I say, hey, can I get two bottles of water? And the lady brought it to me and I hand her the thing and she's looking down at it. She looks back at me. And I was like, I was like, you can use this for the two drinks and just give the next two people I want shots this. And she's like, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not the only one celebrating the anniversary, bro. You are too. Well, now that you say that, Russ, I mean, it's been 11 years since I began the process of freeing my friends from jail. <laughs> what do you mean freeing your friends from jail? Let everybody else know what you're talking about. Well, it was that as that time, 2011, that I was meeting with you and talking about, man, I've got, I've got the bug. I, I love this infinite banking thing. I want to get as much money into the system as possible, but it's all tied up in my 401k. Like that's where I have stored all this cash that I can't access. And and that's when I started digging deep into the like documents of my 401k to find out that I could take a loan against it. I couldn't take it out because I was still working there, but I could take a loan against it and start putting it into policies. And over the, the next two or three years, I freed up a good bit of that cash. And then once I left, I had a place to park the rest of it. 
And dude, that was a big deal. That was a huge uh, turning point because it, it allowed me to start saving three times what I had been saving before and, and putting that money into my control. So it's a, well, we, it's a big day. Well, we, we, we recently talked about this and we have a webinar. We call it the, our, our financial Tesla, how to, how to earn money in, in, in multiple places. And the number one strategy all our clients are using in order to become financially free on the way to creating passive income. And in this process of infinite banking, there's three pieces of that, right? First, you got to identify cash flows. And that's what you did, man. That's what you did by identifying that you had money that was locked up that you couldn't touch. But for most people, when they're working, they're like, I don't know what to do. You came up with this creative strategy, not me. That was you that came up with this idea. I was like dumbfounded by that. I thought, man, this is maybe the most amazing thing I've ever heard someone do. I mean, especially <laughs> way above your, you know, your limits <laughs> I've given you credit for up to that point, right? But that that is absolutely step one. And then step two is designing it. Step three is integrating it. And today's episode, I, I didn't get a chance to be on there with you guys because I was out of town with my bride, but it sounded like this, how to liquidate my 401k to, to fund IBC was a hot topic. Oh, you cannot imagine the amount of people that joined us in the inner circle because this is on their brain and it, it makes sense, right? Because there's, I'm not going to give it away, but there's a ton of money in this country tied up in 401ks. So when you understand and you unlock this idea that infinite banking puts more of that control in your hands and gives you financial freedom faster, it only makes sense that you would be saying, how can I free my friends from jail? They're stuck there. They're yelling from the other room, stallion, come help break me out of here. They're doing that to you right now. And we don't need to miss another minute of this episode. So Russ, Let's belly yeah. up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to the Financial Freedom Roundtable where every week we join together the greatest minds in the financial freedom world to help you take these complex issues and make them simple because we're simple-minded. I'm Joey the Italian Stallion Murray, mainly because I'm Italian and I grew up in an Italian household eating a lot of meatballs and spaghetti, but I'm not the only one at the round table. That's the good news for you. I'm joined on my left by the guy who was running around the world in airplanes and he finally landed it for the last time because he had so much passive income. It could no longer, he could no longer stand it. You are joined by Mark the Gooch Haraguchi. Welcome, my friend. How's it going, Joey? Hey, you know what? For for the way that you lowered the bar on yourself, I thought you did pretty good with the intro, man. Pretty good. Oh, thank you. Do you have a few things to talk about the four hundred one k today? You know, just just a couple. Um, actually, probably the I'll I'll just tee this one up for you. Um, 
I, 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 I retired the 401k along with my uh, airline wings. So I no longer fly airplanes and I no longer have a 401k. It just wasn't for me. Those things go together, my friend. That's good. All right. You can't give away all the good stuff. So we got to get to the rest of the table here. We have Mr. Incredible. You know him. You love him. He's the man with the million dollar smile. Mr. J.D. Hill. Welcome. Uh, well, wow, that was actually better than Russ, by the way. So if, if you, you could just start doing the intro for me from now on, uh, I would certainly be grateful. I have not heard um, the man with a million dollar smile in a long time, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. So thank you. I, I need to bring it back. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And, and the same thing is true for my friend to your right. Okay. He's the <laughs> waving to the right. He's the man with the beard that will never quit. And he also will never quit digging into your personal financial system to help you get to financial freedom as fast as possible. We call him downtown Ernie Brown. Welcome, Ernie. Thank you. Man, I'm so glad to be here. This is a topic that we, we just can't stop talking about. It keeps coming up, so we keep talking about it. Okay, why is that? Why does it keep coming up? Well, I think it's just the, it's the thing that everybody knows. It's the thing that everybody's been told to do already. You mean people put money in 401ks just naturally? Like there's a lot of people doing this? Yeah, I would say that there's a lot, a lot of people doing this. A whole lot of. Okay, so I actually think JD may actually have some, some information on this. How many people are actually investing or how, how much money is actually invested in 401ks right now? So as of the last quick little search that I did, which was uh, June of 2021, 7.3, you ready? Trillion dollars. With a T? Seven, with a T. With a T. That's how much money is stored in 401ks right now. That is how much money is in prison right now. <laughs> Mm. is $7.3 trillion worth of prisoners in our, our ecosystem today. So why, why is it important, besides the vast majority of people are putting money in these places, why else is this important as a topic today? For me personally, I, I think it's important because a number of reasons, but, but a big primary one is, is that we live in a world full of noise right? There is no shortage of noise in the marketplace trying to tell people what they should or shouldn't do with their money. And, and I'm going to give you guys a tip because I used to work for one of the largest financial institutions in the country. Um, I was with them for a number of years. Um, the majority, 98 plus percent of all financial advice, financial advice is wrong. Um, mm. it, is, it is not designed to actually help people get to financial freedom. It's designed to help you stay in slavery. It's designed Oof. to help you stay in bondage to the system. Y'all, this is, this is getting, this is getting heavy quick. Wow. So what the 401k, it's a tool. It is. And you use tools to do jobs, right? Yes. Absolutely. People are using the 401k as a tool to do a job. It just makes me think the very first page of one of my favorite books, not related to finance, talks about objective and relevance. We're talking about the 401k because it's a tool doing a job. And so when we're using tools, we need to ask a couple of questions. Number one, is this job worth doing? 
and is the tool getting the job done? So that's what we're talking about today. There's so trillion, I can't even fathom $1 trillion mm. that people are, deploy, are employing this tool to get to financial freedom. And so I think what we're really looking at is, is it worth doing? And well, is it getting the job done? Well, they're at, because people ask the exact question of today's topic is, should I liquidate my 401k to put it into an IBC system? And for those of you who joined us for maybe the first time that we're, we're talking about the infinite banking concept. And that is where we're taking control and access to cash through dividend paying whole life policies that we then deploy into passive income assets that create cash flow. Now, you just brought up a great point, Ernie, when you said that people believe they are doing, they, they are using a tool for the job. What do you think people are initially using a 401k for? And why do you think they start to question if they should keep it there? Good question. I think people start using the 401k again, because it's because of what they're told to do. But get started in a career, need a place to put money, told this is a good thing. And so I'm just going to start setting money aside. I'm just going to turn this thing on and get it going. And then the second part to your question, I think, is what happens down the road? Is I think people start to look at, well, I've got this thing started. I know that I want this job to end at some point. Is this tool going to help me get to that point? And so I think at some point in the future, Somebody will look up and have been using this tool and start to wonder, hey, is this, is this going to be sufficient? Am I going to make it? Or they start looking and saying, actually, you know, I'd like to be done with this. I'd kind of like to be done with this job here pretty quick, pretty soon. <laughs> is this tool, yeah. tool going to let me do that? And so I think people start to reconsider. So, so Mark, I want you to jump in with this, but it like to me, can you speak to the fact that there's a mindset that goes with both one signing up for the 401k and then the subsequent mindset shift that has to happen that someone says, should I continue this or should I liquidate it? How would you answer that? How, how would you talk about that? I would, I would approach that one from, from, from how I went through this whole process. You know, my, my very first job, everybody I worked with, Hey man, you know, don't forget to put some money away for retirement, put it in your 401k. My parents, Hey, you know, do that 401k thing, you know, cause your company doesn't have a pension. And there were all these people that I looked up to respected and trusted. And I guarantee you, none of them thought, how can I dig Mark into a hole and paint him into a corner? Nobody was thinking that they were giving me the best advice they could based on the information they had. And let's face it, what worked for my parents, in that generation is not wash, rinse, repeatable for my generation. So what I found is as, as I was going through and I started looking at it, I said, wait a minute, all this resource is going into this pot and I can't use it. So I can't use it today. I can't use it for certain things. I can't invest it in areas that I think are appropriate to me. And it's very tightly controlled. As a matter of fact, most uh, 401k providers will only allow you to take a loan out of up to 50% of the value or 50 grand, whichever is lower. Oh, and guess what? It's company specific. 
So even though that may be like the IRS guideline, your company plan provider might tell you, you can only do 25 grand. Mm. So then you start looking at it and I go, wait a minute, do I want to really work all the way until I'm 59 and a half and then hope that there's stuff in there enough to carry me through? Well, when I'm 59 and a half, that, that's going to be a bit further down the road. I want to start enjoying life now. I want to live the life I want to live now. And so rather than for me, rather than diverting cash into that system, I said, well, what if I put it into something else that actually started generating passive income for me today, but was also a growing asset for the future? So I was trying to get the best of multiple worlds to help me live my life today. Uh, and see, I think you pointed out the the basis of this is there is a belief and a mindset that says retirement is a good thing. Like at some point, and it's usually because you're in the honeymoon phase of starting a new career, a new job. You've like, in fact, I remember um, we, we used to do some different uh, meetings with some aspiring doctors. We'd go to their, their meetings and we would talk about how, man, you need financial freedom. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's get after passive income and all this. And you know how many people actually wanted to take action on that? Very, very few. And why is that? Because they were literally had never even tasted what their career was like. It's only been an idea. It's been a dream. It's been a, man, I hope one day to be able to work because I've been in school for 30 something years or whatever it was. It took them, you know, they're sitting in school. And, and so it, it didn't even resonate that I want to be financially free. I just want to get to work. Well, when you first start that job and you have this 401k opportunity, you're like, great. I could see myself retiring here because it's all new and all this thing. Then what happens is what you mentioned, Mark, is you had a mindset shift to like, wait a minute, why am I putting off all these things in life? Because I have to be at work when I have the option of doing something else. I just realized all my friends, as you like to refer to them, Mark, are in jail that could be helping me to have freedom today. Um, so th there's a mindset shift that has to happen. Now, JD, talk about why is this topic important and relevant today? Like, what is it about today that makes this important for us to be talking about? I, I think um, today there is a tremendous amount of discussion and a tremendous amount of thought going into what's happening around us globally, uh, economically, um, um, politically, Right there are there are a number of different factors in the marketplace today. I had a conversation the other day actually with an individual that was telling me that they're they're really scared right now. Uh, their parents are getting ready to retire and they want to pull all their money out of the market. And the, the reality is is like when I used to be in that space managing assets and doing doing those types of things for people, like I had those conversations all the time. But what's interesting is because of what we do and what we teach people, my mind doesn't even go to I need to make a decision to pull money away from something. Right, because I have control over my 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 resources and my dollars and my, my all of all of that stuff, I'm looking at opportunities to put money into things, right? And and so it's so important today because I think what people want more than anything is actually to be free financially, but they're not given the tools necessary in order to get there. People aren't taught how to create financial freedom, like I, they're taught to live in fear, 
and, and that's just not a fun place to be in. Again, I don't want to demonize people that put money into 401ks or any of those types of things. I think that's a valuable tool. It's just like a hammer is a valuable tool, right? And, and so I think if you are saving money in a 401k behaviorally, you know, as we were talking about this yesterday, right? I think that's the right behavior, right? To be setting money aside that's not being consumed today. Like behaviorally, that's a good behavior. But, but in terms of, is that getting you closer or further away to what you really want? That's where I would challenge you to figure out like, what's the answer to that? Because for me, putting money into a 401k gets me further away from what I really want. All right, hold up, hold up now. We're, we haven't gotten to, I think there's going to be three points we're going to cover today. I'm sorry. One, why people invest in 401ks to begin with. I get right? What the alternatives are that may be available to them and to mm. all of us. And then how to then decide which path is appropriate for you. I think there's a lot of things we can cover in that. Mark, I want to start off with you, though. We've already mentioned a few things about why people invest in 401k. Anything else you would add to that and, and why? I think a lot of people do it because in the absence of having a, a, a different or a better idea, that's the opportunity that's posed to them. And to JD's point, you know what? It's better than nothing right? If that's the only idea you have in the absence of something different, in the absence of having a different mindset and a different goal in mind, hey, kudos to you for at least saving something. I can get behind that and I can cheer you on in that endeavor. If, and, and so that, that goes back to the, the actually the, the very first topic, right? Which is our question of, you know, should I liquidate my 401k and put it into an IBC system? Well, number one, we're never going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. <laughs> But really what you need to ask yourself is, well, why would you leave it in there or why would you consider taking it out? Right. Fulfilling what you want it to do. And if it is, man, awesome. Go for it. If it's not, hey, then we can move on to the next point. Alternatives. What no, but what are what are the reasons do you believe, Ernie, that people put money in 401k to begin with? Why? Well, I think that there's a perceived safety in, in being in the norm. I mean, imagine going to Thanksgiving and, and telling your parents who just sent you through, through college and paid for your wedding that you're not, that you're not setting yourself up for retirement. Imagine going to your in-laws house, telling your father and mother-in-law that you're not protecting for a certain future when you're not able to work. I mean, that's just, phew, I can get uncomfortable quick. So I think that there's a perceived safety and oh, everybody else is doing this. But I also think people believe that the 401k is inherently safe. In fact, we say I'm saving money into my 401k. But is that what's happening? Like, is a 401k a savings tool or is it something else? Well, I want to I want to give Mark, thank you for challenging me on this, because I think it's both. I would say it's an investment because of what. When dollars go inside of that qualified plan, the vast majority of the time, those are invested in mutual funds. And that's an investment. But Mark, I'll give you credit. People are taking money out of their personal economy for consumption and saving it to the side in that type of plan. So I hear you there, but it's not, so it's, it's an investment, I would say. Another thing is how safe is it when there's somebody else hands of government governance over it, namely the government and no, the government, they would never change their minds on this. 
that and and no, surely they haven't already changed their minds a couple of times inside of these plans. And you so mean like that, within the in the middle of the State of the Union, people changing their minds, like from one statement <laughs> so, to the next. So here, here's something really interesting. I was I was just reading back through because when we have this conversation, I always think, man, it'd be so great if Nelson Nash was having this conversation with us right now. Hmm. The reality is we had it with him many times when he was with us, but right. he wrote a couple books and he wrote a couple things on the subject. And so here's one thing he put in his second book. And this is just striking to me about changing these plans, the government changing these plans. So 2008, incoming administration, those personnel were discussing confiscating all of these qualified retirement plans and turning them into some sort of guaranteed retirement account or something like that. The naming is not important. And having that administered by Social Security. Mm. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. It hasn't happened up to this point. But it's been documented that this is being talked about by government officials who are, well, who are, who are creating the rules of these plans. And could you imagine in that scenario, you save $2 million in a 401k, that getting lumped into a pool with people who have saved $200,000. And now your income that you take out of that is dependent on the, the, the size of the pool, not your contributions. My goodness. I hope that doesn't happen. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. Well, but I, I love the point you made about the people put this in because of perceived safety and that they think that they're saving money. So I think literally that's a reason why people are doing it. What are the other incentives, JD, that people put money in 401ks because they believe it's to their benefit? Yeah. One is, um, well, let's just go with the major one that most people talk about, which is the perceived idea of free money. Absolutely. Right. This is probably the largest one. I think that most people would consider is that, well, I'm getting free money. The reality is, is that it's not free right? It's, it's never free to begin with. Uh, and if they have to bait you into doing something like that, it's generally probably not that great of an idea. But the reality, it, it, when you look at the math, it's economically, it's, it's not free. That's salary that should be being paid to you, that they're not paying to you in an effort to entice you to put money into your 401k. Mm. Like I would rather you increase my salary and give me that money. But here's the reality is that if I don't put it in, I don't get that salary. I don't get that match in my 401k. That's not fair. Like, let me choose, right? Like, I'm wise enough and smart enough to be able to, to make those decisions on my own, but I don't need you to coerce me to get access to those funds. Mm. You know, this is a, a benefit plan. And, and, and so this idea of not paying people their wages, well, this came about in a time where there were, where there were caps and freezes on raising wages. And so in an effort to continue to try to compensate, they started to offer these benefits. 
And so this is where this came from. Well, so uh, you just hit the nail on the head. People view this as a benefit. It's a positive thing. It's a, um, it's an automatic savings plan. Those things all sound really good. You're going to get free money. You're going to get, uh, by the way, so Mark, what's the, what's the big savings that 401ks are supposed to be providing for us? The one I always think of is the, the upfront tax benefit. Well, wait a minute. You just said upfront tax benefit. I just oh, thought it was a tax saving. It's a tax savings loophole in the government, in the tax code that we get to take advantage of, right? This is a benefit to you. Are you saying you agree with that or you don't? I'm going to give that one a hard pass. <laughs> okay. Explain. I had this discussion with, with, with my neighbor and, and we talked about, Hey, you know, do you think taxes are going up or down or staying the same? And obviously I believe taxes can only go up, but even if we made the assumption that taxes stayed exactly the same going forward, well, all you've done is taken what would have been a tax dollar on the seed and you've now opened up the grain silo and said, why don't you tax me on the whole crop? So what, where I find a, a challenge with that is again, right? I'm, I'm relinquishing a level of control. I have no control over the future. I, I have no control over, over what um, the, the, our elected officials are going to vote in. I have, I have very limited control over what they're going to do, how much they're going to spend. I can tell them that I don't like it, but I've told them that several times and I have yet to have them vote my way. Mm. So we've, we've relinquished a level of control. Really, again, let's just go back to the very first question, right? Should I liquidate my 401k and put it into my IBC system? Again, it depends, okay? What do you want to do? Do you want to go down this one path where, where, where you can see, you know, hey, you, you're, you're going to get a tax deferral. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. Your money's going to be in here. It's going to be held till you're 59 and a half. If you want to take it out early, it's a 10% penalty. It gets taxed at ordinary income. It does all those things to you. There's all those limitations. But if that's what's going to work for you, then go do it. But we're over here saying we believe that financial freedom is through putting our money in a safe spot generating passive uh, income assets and having those assets then you know bring those dollars home for us today. I'm not waiting till I'm 59 and a half. That's a pretty far away out for me. Mm. I mean, I'm not as old as Russ. If we had the elder in the room today. He could. <laughs> so, so let's talk about alternatives. If you're not going to do 401k, what would be the opposite? What would be something that would improve or enhance that person's situation that they could redirect those funds towards? JD. Yeah. Let me, let me absolutely jump in there. Um, everything needs to be uh, aligned with what we're ultimately trying to accomplish, right? What is the ultimate end result that we're trying to accomplish? And whether you're investing in a 401k or you're going down the path of what we teach, which is financial freedom, where your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses, both of those things want the same thing. It's just articulated maybe a little bit differently, but the, the focus is income, right? What I'm putting my dollars to use for is to create income. 
period. Whether I invest in a short-term rental and, and have some really good pet fees that creates additional income, okay? Or I invest in, in an ATM fund or whatever it is, I'm doing it for the income. And so people put money into 401ks, not knowing that that's actually the end result is to create income from it. And so as an alternative to investing in a 401k, right? I would wanna put my money in a place that I have full use and control over that I can then take and also go put into places that are gonna create income for me today. So for example, IBC, that would be the immediate place that I would go to re reallocate those dollars to go into so that I could invest them to create passive income today. All right. Great. Perfect. Mark, what do you want to add? But to that, I, I, I will ask Ernie, hey, Ernie, if I put my money into this infinite banking concept, this properly structured dividend paying whole life insurance policy, um, are there any limitations on what I can invest my money in? Zero limitations. Are there any limitations on when I can generate a loan? There are not. Are there, well, see, look at that. Just those two questions. <laughs> you just simplified really the process. I mean, I, I've had traditional 401ks. I've had self-directed IRAs. And I ran into limitations on what I could and couldn't invest in. And it was really frustrating. But now, because, because again, right, my goal was different. And so now with the systems that I have in place, I can invest in whatever I want. ATMs, land flipping, hard money lending. Um, I could go play in crypto if I wanted to. I could, you know, try and set up, you know, 101 unicorns, right? I'll, I'll, always one better. Um, and so there's no restriction on, on where that capital goes. And even better than that, after I'm done investing, guess what else I can invest in? I can invest in me as a completely passive income machine. So I've been able to use this thing throughout my entire life. And then in the quote golden years, when I want to start spooling down my, my passive income activities, if I don't want to work as hard in some of those areas, I can now start utilizing this cash flow management system as a true cash flow device. Oh, and by the way, there's some other benefits that go along with that. So, so Mark, this, we need to kind of wrap this up in the path that's appropriate for you. This is that third point we wanted to make sure we covered. You have a great example, by, by the way, we're not going to tell you what path is appropriate to you, but we're going to give you the framework by which some of us have actually gone through this and made this decision for ourselves and give you at least the framework of how we were thinking about it. So Mark, you have a great example of how you freed your friends and I'm doing air quotes um, from slavery and prison and put those to work through liquidating your 401k in some way, shape or form. Talk about that process and why. Well, if we're talking about the one that I took advantage during the CARES Act, uh, unfortunately exactly. that has sunsetted for all of you. So there was CARES Act and then there was HR 133. Um, ask me why I memorized that one um, because I, will, <laughs> I really should like, like, put that on a plaque or something, HR 133, you know, helping my people be free. Um, and so it was great. So I utilized opportunities that were there, right? The Let's face it, the Wealth Without Wall Street inner circle community, we have community members, we have thousands of eyes out there in the world. And if there was ever a plug for the community, Jay Elliott 
who's a CPA, saw the CARES Act, saw what it could do, threw it in the community, and I couldn't read that thing and call my qualified plan quick enough to say, I want to use the CARES Act to liberate my dollars out and skip the 10% penalty. And so that right there was the, the beginning of the snowball of getting those dollars out and then repurposing them to go start doing passive income generating on the outside. So you, you took the easy way of not having to get creamed on the 10% penalty, unlike me, right? I, I have to do things the hard way, unfortunately. And at, here I was uh, transitioning from my corporate job into, I don't even know if I'm going to survive working with Russ Morgan and at the very outset of this whole partnership. And I'm sitting there with all this money still in my 401k. By the way, I had stopped contributing years before. So let, let me be clear about this. Once I became clear that my 401k was getting me no closer to financial freedom, immediately the spigot that was going out the door, filling this abyss of you know money that I will never see or could never use, it immediately was shut off. As, as JD would say, immediately, no, right? I am not doing that ever again. But I still had those friends that were inside the jail cell saying, Stallion, come free me. I need to go to work for you. And you know what I said? This is literally my mindset. If I don't believe I can create more passive income or a greater return than the 10% penalty that I'm going to pay to free my friends, I should leave it there. Okay. So what did that do? That caused me to get really creative and say, what could I do with it? A question I had not, not even asked myself before. So the education component kicked in. So I immediately thought, and, and here's the thing, people say, well, Joey, why didn't you, did you consider the tax uh, hit and all that kind of stuff? Like, why did you, why was that not in your conversation? Because here's the thing, I was going to pay tax today or I was going to pay tax tomorrow. That was not even in the equation. And as you're listening to this, you're, think, you're thinking, okay, I got to consider tax hits. I got to consider penalties. It, the tax hit is the same, if not going to be at a discount today. As, as we've already said, taxes have to go up. And so to me, I was like, I'm buying it on, on, on uh, wholesale right now. I'm getting my, my money out on wholesale. And then the question became, what would I do with that money that I could make up for that 10% penalty hit? And I just said, if I don't believe I can do that, I'm going to leave it there. And so immediately I was able to take that money out and to put it into my system and to continue to fund that so that then I could use that money for all the things. And as you probably, I mean, you hear every single month what Russ and I have, have done with passive income, I think it worked out okay. I think it worked out okay. Now, I am not telling you you should do this, but what I am telling you is if it aligns with your goals, you need to be informed of how it will work and what you can do to get yourself to financial freedom. And this is the whole goal of today's podcast, right? Give you a framework, give you a way of thinking, and then say, you're free to do this. Now, last final thoughts, JD, take us home. 
final thoughts for me, because I am wired in such a way where I don't like being told what to do. Um, putting my money into an account where I continually have to ask for permission to use it um, in, in being restricted and how much I can put in um, when I can take it out and then being forced to have to take it out at a certain time frame in the future. Like none of those things sound like a really good thing for me. Um, I would much rather be in control of my financial future. Now that I know what I know, having been taught the things that we teach, right. That I can take those dollars better utilize them. That's going to create freedom for me today. I don't have to wait until I'm 60. Um, and so I think, I think for those that want to take control, those that want to be able to get to freedom sooner rather than later, the, the IBC and passive income is, is something that I'm living proof works. Um, I've been doing it for four or five years now. And the, the results that I've created in four or five years over the past almost 15 years of being in this industry, it's not even close. Mm. Mark. If only there was a place somebody could go, Joey, where they could have, have a guideline of, of, of how to set up a goal so that they could better answer this question. Can you think of anything that, that might be out there floating around in the, uh, you know what? There's two guys at the next town just down the way. And no, you need to go to our passport challenge right now, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get very, very clear about what financial freedom would be for you. Because then your why will tell you, is it big enough for me to make changes or not? And if not, stay where you're at. If so, take action. All right, Mark, back to you. Sorry. Oh, that was my point. I will yield oh. to Ernie Graham. Okay, Ernie. Thank you. So JD is talking about control. Well, let's think about in terms of just opportunity and imagination. Does having less control help or hurt your imagination? It's a mind bender. Does, does having restrictions, governance, hurt or help imagination always hurt man does fear of taxation help or hurt imagination always hurt right and becoming your own banker nelson is talking about the benefits of infinite banking and he's describing how this insurance policy works for storing cash just like we can understand how a qualified plan can store cash and then get invested Nelson is describing the benefits of storing cash in a system like this. This is what he says. The result is limited only by the imagination of the policy owner. Mm. Is our current plan, is the status quo getting the job done? <laughs> it only, it depends on what you would say the, how you would define done. How much opportunity is there when you have control, freedom and access to cash? That, I mean, that's what I'm banking on and that's what I'm finding because I have implemented this infinite banking process and have cash accessible in whole life insurance policies. I am looking for opportunities. I am learning about opportunities and there's no limitation except for how much cash I have access to. And for me, that's really exciting because I see a runway of fi financial freedom much, much more much younger than 59 and a half. Mm. By the way, 59 and a half, so long as they don't change the rule. Oh, 
great point. Guys, we have, uh, I feel like we have put a beating on this thing today, like uh, just just taking it out back. And to be honest, it, it needed to be done. It needed to be done. And by the way, you owe this to yourself to challenge your thinking on this subject because financial freedom is not going to happen on accident. You have to take action. Mark, you already gave them the first step is to go to that passport. But if you want to jump on a call with one of these coaches and go deeper, um, it's, it's always a free 15-minute call. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call, and they will help you take the next right step in your journey. Thanks, as always, for joining us on this roundtable episode. I hope it was helpful. If it was, please like, share, subscribe all the things so that more people can hear this good news and take the next step along with you. We'll see you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.